I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Woo, there's a lot to get to. Sports this weekend. Wow, what a day we have in front of us. Phil Mickelson's leading the PGA Championship, Cards Cubs, Blues Playoff. Did I just woo? Did I just woo, BK? I hope not. I think I just wooed. But Sorry it wasn't a that. woo that required a return. You know what's interesting is the woo. I don't hear the woos as much. You know why? <sighs> I, just like I told you, they get they love beer, and we know the Bush Stadium has that. But they like to be relatively anonymous. They don't like a lot of people around them, and they don't want to be called out as a woo, a woo bird, or whatever we call them. We had guys at the hockey game the other night who started wooing at the opening faceoff. Yeah, well, fortunately, that's a problem. they, they didn't got- get any reply. It wasn't until late in the third period that somebody else started You know what? That's a good point. They need replies to continue. And if they don't get a woo back, then the woo kind of fizzles out. Yeah, the hockey woos are fizzling out, thank goodness. How cool is it? And I'm going to talk some hockey with you after your 11 o'clock news, if that's okay. Oh, sure. Uh, But uh, how cool is it to have all these fans back? I mean, man, that place was rocking last night at Bush Stadium. And I know that the Blues are down 0-3, and it does not look pretty at all. But, you know, they are playing a home game today. And they do have a chance to send the thing back to Colorado. And as Craig Berube has noted in Benjamin Hockman's column, he's been through this before, down 0-3 in a series. But just to have the fans there. Yeah. I mean, I know they got blown out in terms of the score, but the Blues kind of still think they're playing okay. <laughs> and the crowd was revved up for Game 3. Yeah, they were. Uh, we were ready. We had 9,000 there. And uh, I, I think they might as well just go ahead and, and have everybody in there because the way we're seated, we're right next to each other anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the crowd was ready. We were fired up, and we'll be there at 4 o'clock this afternoon hoping to, to at least get one and send it back to Colorado. Well, I hope so. Cardinals were down one to nothing in their game last night, 26,000-plus rocking at Bush Stadium, and they started to run into some issues. So Miles Michaelis injured. Mike Schultz is going to join us in seven minutes to talk about that. Tightness in his forearm. Uh Uh-oh. So we'll just hold off to hear if Mike has an update on that or if we have anything else. Of course, we'll pass it along. Our pregame comes your way at about 5.15 today. 6.08 first pitch. Cards Cubs at Bush Stadium. Before that, Dylan Carlson was injured. He was reaching for something and felt some tightness in his back, so he was scratched from the lineup. Here comes Lane Thomas. So Daniel Ponstillion holds things down with a very good fifth inning after Michaelis is injured during warm-ups before the fifth inning starts. Ponstillion, 
strikes out Chris Bryant and gets through the fifth. Bottom of the fifth, Edmundo Sosa. He's facing uh, this right in for the second time. He tried to center field his first trip and hits it down the right field line. This is going to get down and go over the wall. Ryan plays it well. But he's going to try for three. There's a throw over there. He is He's in there with a triple at Mundo Sosa, Lane Thomas. Okay, here's a line drive, base it up, and this game is tied. Line drive in the center field for uh, Thomas. So he ties the game. Sent that pitch from Alzali right back up the middle. Alzali had pitched really well for the Cubs, but Thomas delivers the RBI single, and it's a 1-1 ball game. Ponce de Leon. Here's PDL with another for Baez, swing and a miss, struck him out. Got him on a high fastball and delivery outside. Baez loves those fastballs, but he swung at the high pitch there, and Ponce de Leon, in a very important part of the game, is able to keep the Cubs quiet. Henesis Cabrera comes in and finishes the sixth and then in the seventh. The pitch, strike called, and Bodie takes a seat. And he does. And Cabrera looks great. And Cabrera's in line for the win later, but in the seventh. How about this? The pitch on the way, and there's a line drive into center field. Bader dives. He makes the catch. Keeping that one from hitting the grass. Bader with a diving play retires Horner. Two outs in the seventh inning. Cabrera then gets the third out by striking out Alzali, and it's a 1-1 game, bottom of the seventh. So Yadier Molina is sitting there looking up at the video board, and there's a marriage proposal taking place. And he kind of stops. You know, he's the most focused guy we know, right? He stops and smiles and admires and later said he's glad that she said yes. Uh, or it would have been awkward. <laughs> and then Molina steps to the plate and does this. This is storybook stuff in what is turning into a very entertaining season. Take a listen to John. As Molina waits for the two-strike pitch. A swing and a drive deep left field. Down the line. If it stays fair, the Cardinals lead. Home run, Molina. Yadier's seventh home run of the year, a leadoff shot in the seventh, two to one Cardinals. Are you kidding me? He came out for a curtain call, the place rocking in the Cards Cubs rivalry. Really good. I mean, really good. I mean, it's exciting. Obviously, um, these rivalries came for, for many years. And um, last last night was unbelievable, too. Great game. Um, um, the, the, the fun was great last night, and tonight was great, also. I mean, it's, it's fun to have those fun back. Um, um, and to have fun with them, I mean, it's, it's just great. Back to work he goes in the eighth inning behind the plate, catching Giovanni Gallegos. Here's a chop. The pitch by Gallegos. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. He got him with a high heat. Got Jock Peterson there. Here's Anthony Rizzo. From the stretch, Giovanni Gallegos brings it home. A swing and a miss. Rizzo strikes out. Another off-speed pitch gets him. What a season Gallegos is having. The only right-handed reliever I can think of who's having a better one is Alex Reyes. Here's a swing and a miss. The ball gets away from Molina. He recovers, throws to first, got him. Strikeout 2-3, half is out number one. One more chance. From the stretch, the pitch by Reyes. A swing and a fly ball, left field. Williams moves back. He's under it. He's there. He has it for a Redbird winner. Martini with a fly ball out to left field ends the ball game, and the Cardinals have evened the series at a game apiece. And Reyes is 14 for 14 in save opportunities. Cabrera gets the win. Molina gets the home run. Thomas gets the RBI single. Bader makes the catch. Ponce holds it down. It was just Sosa with a triple, just one after the other. The Cardinals contributing when they have players down. 
and they did it again in dramatic fashion, 2-1 to one over the Cubs last night at Bush Stadium. Another night game, 6-0-8. Hope to see you there. Meanwhile, Mike Schild, Cardinals manager, joins us next to talk about it all on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Time to get the inside scoop on the Cardinals 2021 season with Redbirds manager Mike Schilt. Welcome to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. As Molina waits for the two-strike pitch. A swing and a drive, deep left field, down the line. If it stays fair, the Cardinals lead. Home run, Molina! Yadier's seventh home run of the year, a leadoff shot in the seventh, two to one Cardinals. Cardinals win it two one over the Cubs last night. Before we hear from Mike Schilt a little bit more of Yadier Molina after the game. No, uh, well, uh, yeah, a couple of times, but this one for the wedding, I mean, that was awesome, great time. What uh, what, what what's the importance of what Ponce was able to do tonight? To come into a game where he pitched last night, maybe isn't used to pitching the back to back, and then come into this game and, and be as good as he was to, to keep you guys yeah. in this game. Like really, really nice job by him. I mean, the focus, um, the concentration was there. I mean, uh, after after he had to come in like that, I mean, uh, the concentration was there. Like I said, um, um, great job for him. We really need that. Yadi, you obviously know how big this rivalry is. What was it like in that moment for you, the energy in the stadium, when you homered and hearing the, the fans call your name and the curtain call? Really good. I mean, really good. I mean, it's exciting. Obviously, um, these rivalries came for, for many years. And um, last last night was unbelievable, too. Great game. Um, um, the, the, the fun was great last night, and tonight was great also. I mean... It's, it's fun to have those fun back um, um, and to have fun with them. I mean, it's, it's just great. What did you see from Miles in the four innings he was able to pitch? Really good. I mean, Miles, it was really good. His fastball was uh, right there. In the first inning, we missed a couple of locations. Uh, but, I mean, his fastball and, and the slider was there for him. Yanni, I just wondered what you saw in that moment. I mean, you usually come up to the plate. It's a big moment. And there it is still going on on the scoreboard. Did you, is that what made you smile so much as that it lasted for a while? Or what was it there as you, as you saw the thing? Uh, most of the time, I, I just don't look at it. And, and this time, I just look at it. I was like hoping to say yes. Because, I mean, uh, poor guard, if, he, if he, she was saying no. But, I mean, I was happy for them. Obviously, um. That get um, that moment for them was unbelievable, especially when after the home run. I mean, obviously, uh, I wish you the best uh, for the wedding. Um, hopefully, they come over here. I love it. It's fun to share those human moments, and the Cardinals got one last night, a couple of them back-to-back, the proposal, and then the home run from Yadier Molina. It's 10-20. Joined by Cardinals manager Mike Schilt on KMOX. You heard Yadi right there about that special moment. It's fun, isn't it, when we talk about the ins and outs of baseball and we crunch the numbers and we discuss strategy, that you can just have something fun to smile at right there, and that's exactly what happened. Hey, Tom. Good morning. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Yeah, it is fun. It's exciting, and uh, congratulations to the newly engaged couple. And what a home run that was. He yanked it right down the line, put a pop into it, and a big home run for your team. Describe that moment uh, from your perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're in a hard-fought game, you know, going back and forth, tie game, and 
Um, you know, we're in the seventh, so we're getting close to the end. And, you know, put a good swing on a pitch that uh, he left up, a little backup slider, and he didn't miss it and drilled it down the line for, for a big two uh, solo homer to give us the lead 2-1. to one. And you did, and you held on for that win. That dugout was a lot of fun. I think I saw a bunch of people dancing, including Carlos Martinez, and I saw a lot of uh, a lot of excitement and a, and a curtain call for Yachty. Uh, to have the fans back in the seats is pretty special, especially for a moment like that. What has it been like to have 26,000 back in the house? Oh, it's been great. You know, it was an electric atmosphere last night, good ball game, and a crowd uh, definitely into it the last two nights, and you know, really special moment for Yachty and for us and, and for the crowd to, sh- to share that with. It was, uh, it was a great, great evening. It really was. So much going on in that game. And, and you know, I, I'm not expecting you to have news on Miles Michaelis, but if you do, we'll take it. But um, a tough moment there last night where he's warming up in the fifth, Mike, and, and he feels something. Yeah, you know, he, um, really unfortunate. Um, heard part of the interview, you know, Yachty was talking about him. His fastball was good. Slider was good. He, uh, throwing the ball, it's like Miles, you know, Miles that we saw, you know, now two years ago. And, um, yeah, just uh, warming up and, and didn't feel great. And we're really hopeful that no structure, nothing structural is taking place. Um, imaging is, is uh, looks initially positive. There'll be a second, um, there'll be a second uh, opinion towards it. And we'll see what that exactly means. But it looks like structurally um, things seem to be fairly intact and, not sure exactly um, what he's dealing with and how severe, but obviously it's something that prevented him from continuing. And, and um, you know, we're very hopeful that, that it's nothing too serious. But, you know, he looked great for four innings and, and um, you know, thought it was something that required him to come out, and I'm glad he was able to communicate it. Yes, and uh, certainly he did look good, and I know he's worked really hard to get back to this mm-hmm. point, so we definitely wish the best for him. Just uh, a real competitor, and, and something that you had made a point, the Cardinals had made a, a point, let's not rush him back. Like, what's the point of that, I'm right? And uh, to get him into the best position, you know he wanted to go, uh, but you made sure that uh, everything was moving along at the right pace. Yeah, you know, we let him drive it. The medical team clearly were involved, and he did three rehabs. And, um, you know, even going into spring training, you know, he um, really clear, like, look, man, let's take our time with this thing. And had a little sit back there and, you know, just not feeling, you know, able to really turn it loose. So, you know, like all the guys, we want to take care of them. And, and um, of course, they want to get on the field and compete. Um, which Miles is no different. He definitely uh, wants to get out there and, and, and you know work his and hone his craft and compete with his teammates. But yeah, he had three rehab assignments, and uh, but you know nothing. There's nothing that um, replicates intensity of of competing in a major league game. Um, you know, especially when it's going back and forth, and and so you know, like I said, hopefully um, it won't be terribly long. It's something terribly serious. It's going to require a very long period of time for absence, but you know, we'll see. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for him. One of our favorite guys, Miles Michaelis. As for the Cardinals, I mean, it's the next man up, and that man was Daniel Ponce de Leon. Wow. I mean, there are a lot of things going on in that game last night. Near the top is the performance by Daniel Ponce de Leon coming in in a tough moment. And what is that like, too? Because he goes out there and gets all the time he needs, right, to warm up and starts pumping fastballs and breaking balls. Yeah, he gets all the time he needs. Um, 
And, you know, we encourage him, of course, to take the time. Mike Maddox did a, um, something I thought was really nice and, and uh, never seen before. Uh, he made Sarah, we sent some water out to Miles. And, you know, it just kind of set the tone for him to take a break, grab some water, because, you know, you get out there, you know, you're sitting there, next thing you know, you're, you're out in the, on the mound, and a lot of adrenaline takes place really quickly. And, you know, you feel, um, can feel hurried. Um, to warm up and get the game going, you know, it's got to be a unique feel and, uh, you know, sit there in the bullpen and next thing you know, you're on the mound and ready to compete. And, you know, sometimes you guys want to go a little quicker. I thought Ponce did a great job, took his time, took his, you know, grabbed his water, um, made sure he was ready to go. And, um, and then he pitched really well and picked up a, a big inning force in the fifth and, and grab two outs in the in the six that were really huge and a really tight ball game and kept it right there. He did. And then Henesis Cabrera comes in and finishes it off and then works another frame. He goes an inning and a third, three strikeouts, doesn't allow a hit, doesn't walk anyone. His ERA is down to 1.93. He ends up getting the win. What can you say about your lefty Henesis Cabrera and what he's been able to do for you? Yeah, he's really transitioned into being a, a, a real important cog to the back end of our bullpen. Um, he's also transitioned from um, to really being a, a really good pitcher. You know, he's got great stuff. And, um, you know, not to minimize that he was just throwing the ball because that, that would be irresponsible. Um, but, you know, still learning how with a big arm to, to pitch at the big leagues, which is no different than a lot of young guys that come in. Um, and learn that process. And his credit, he's really, um, he's really worked at it. He's really worked at, um, you know, all the habits that take place to be a consistent big league player uh, prior to the game. He's really learned how to, um, you know, go about his competitive focus. Because this is a guy that really loves to compete. He loves the moment. Um, he wants to pitch well for his team. And, um, you know, he was, you know, now he's really in control of what he's doing. Still aggressive, still competing very well. Just channeling it and, um, you know, throwing a fastball for, you know, commanding his fastball really well that's in the mid to upper 90s most every night. Um, and then he's got a really filthy changeup that he uses that complements that. And then he's throwing a breaking ball for more consistent strikes recently. So you put those three together and you got you got a pretty nasty combination. Absolutely right. 26 strikeouts for Cabrera and nine walks. That's what he's been able to produce this year for your team as the Cardinals held a 1-1 game at that point. He works that seventh inning, and then Yachty with his big-time clout that everybody's buzzing about in town. But there was more work to do, and Giovanni Gallegos came back in the eighth and held it down, didn't he? And before we get to Alex in the ninth, you got to have a bridge, and Gallegos has what going, Mike? I mean, the slider, the fastball, just about everything. Yeah, I mean he's been a you know he's been a a mainstay for us, been a big part of our club, you know nineteen twenty and and of course this year as well. He's got good stuff. He's got a fastball. He's got um, that has life on the top of the zone. He's got a dirty slider with a lot of big break um, that looks like his fastball coming out of his hand apparently based on hitter reaction. And he's and he's thrown a few changeups this year that has probably. Um, made the league think about another pitch, which is a, obviously a positive. So in control, slows things down, um, just looks for pitch-to-pitch execution, throws strikes, uh, multiple quality pitches, and um, 
and keeps him on the plate. So he does he does a great job for us. And you turned it over to Alex Reyes in the ninth, and we played the highlights before the break, our first uh, segment of the show on sports on a Sunday morning where he got hap, and we played the final out. But there was something before that where the ball rolls down the third base line. Arenado snaps it up after it goes across the line. But Phil Cuzzy says, nope, that's fair ball. Uh, Yachty's standing there. Alex is standing there. Nolan is standing there. And a few seconds later, you were standing there. Uh, what? Uh, and I know you did get asked by the media about this, but for the benefit of the show, what happened there? And, and it's a shame, I'll just say my opinion, that something, and I'm sure it's shared by a lot of people, uh, that something like that's not reviewable. Yeah, you know, there's um, maybe the one area that possibly could be considered for additional replay opportunity, and that's the ball prior to... Um, you know, the ball at third base, you know, once it gets past third base um, in the air, it's reviewable based on, you know, maybe a ball being hit that, that, you know, first or third base umpire has to go the way up and can't see. Um, but any ball that's on the ground prior to reaching a base um, is, is not reviewable. And that's the home plate umpire's call, um, which, you know, in a more traditional sense, that that's a, that's a ball that's hit with some pace that, it can be really hard for a home plate umpire to even see based on physical reaction time. They do as best they can, obviously. Um, that's why I think the rule uh, should maybe be considered. Last night was a little different um, element to that. Um, you know, you got a swing and bunt from, from Horner. Um, balls rolling foul, rolling foul, rolling foul. Um, two veteran players right on top of it like Hawks. And then, you know, Nolan picks it up and, and Phil had it still fair. Um, you know, at that point, you know, look, he's he's um, looking to get the call right. Yeah, I give him credit. He asked for help from uh, Mark at third, and and uh, Mark had it, you know, the same way. And at that point, you know, you you say a few things and, and you move on. But um, you know, would like to have the opportunity to review it for sure. Yep, um, we appreciate that. And then later, I played this call earlier, but for for your benefit, because I'm not sure that you've been able to hear it. Here it is, top of the ninth, Cards Cubs two one ball game. Alex Reyes from the stretch, the pitch by Reyes, a swing and a fly ball left field. Williams moves back. He's under it. He's there. He has it for a Redbird winner. Martini with a fly ball out to left field ends the ball game. And the Cardinals have evened the series at a game apiece. Alex Reyes gets the job done 14 out of 14, Mike. His ERA is down to .38, and he has another save, and you have another win. What's Alex Reyes been like for you in another big ball game, this one with uh, certainly your rivals standing right there? Yeah, he's been a, a big anchor, obviously, at the at the very back end of that bullpen, and um, he's just, uh, you know, he's pitched great. Um Multiple pitches, you know, we know about his stuff, you know, having great stuff, and then being able to utilize in in big situations is, is uh, you know, a great combination. And he's got fastball that he's throwing more consistently and being able to command. He's got a slider that's been his most consistent pitch probably. That's really filthy. He's starting to uh, harness his curveball more consistently regularly, and he's got a really, really good changeup that um, has been available to him pretty much all season. Um, so he's done a great job, you know, he's done an even better job of just going pitch to pitch and, and allowing things just to, to come to him a little bit and trusting his stuff. Not that he didn't trust it earlier, similar to Genesis in the sense that, you know, he's got big stuff and wants to compete and wants to get after dudes and, 
Um, you know, now he's still competing wonderfully. Just really controlled what he's doing, but still aggressive with his um, with his stuff in the zone and, and trusting it and letting the guys play behind him when they put it in play, and he's just done a really nice job for us. Cardinals won the game 2-1 over the Cubs, but there's something else that happened in this game before we take a break, and I appreciate it. I love breaking down these games with you. Um, Edmundo Sosa, I mean, that is a big-time hit. He, now, he's the only one on your team last night with the multiple hits. He had two hits in the game. He's hitting 370. That's as big as any. A triple down the right field line, and he ends up scoring on another big hit, and that was back up the middle from Lane Thomas. What a performance there by two players trying to get some attention. Yeah, you know, you appreciate the guys that come in and hadn't had as many opportunities, but stay ready for them. And uh, Sosa's definitely, you know, proven to be the case there. He's uh, really admired how he's gone about, you know, being a utility guy that, you know, it it can be a super tough role, especially in a National League setting where, you know, you, 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 know, you double switch and you always, you know, you want to make sure you keep that guy back in case something happens. So you just don't get as much work. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just stayed diligent, stayed ready, mentally, physically, does his, has done his work, taking his ground balls, you know, multiple places, obviously short as well. And, you know, been ready offensively and then been engaged in the games and ready to compete. And, you know, un- you know, unfortunately, Paulie's been down with that ball that hit him in the ribs and, um, but, you know, benefit to Sosa and, and credit to Sosa, who's just um, done a tremendous job in, in Paulie's absence and, and played very well defensively and, and been a spark force offensively also. Cardinals get that win 2-1 over the Cubs, and uh, Edbert Alzali had pitched really well, and then the Cardinals put a dent in him there with Sosa and Thomas and were able to turn the game later on the homer by Molina. We'll take a quick break. Cardinals manager Mike Matheny, uh, Mike Matheny, Mike Schild is with us, and we'll take a quick timeout when we come back. A lot more with regard to more of an overview of this weekend series, the Cardinals and the Cubs, back on the Mike Schilt Show right after this. Welcome back to the Mike Schilt Show, sponsored by Bath Fitter. It just fits your life, your style, your schedule. On your voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. Cardinals are 15-9 and at Bush Stadium this season. They are 26-19 and overall. They have the biggest division lead of any team in baseball. Three games over the Cubs in the National League Central heading into tonight's 6 8 game right here on KMOX. Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager, is with us. And the starting pitcher tonight is Adam Wainwright. What a year he's had. I know a little frustrated at times by the numbers that he's uh, given up, but he's also had some big – I mean, there was one point, Mike, where he was two outs away from being the only pitcher in baseball with two complete games. Uh, he's been a horse for you, hasn't he? Yeah, he really has. been a horse for us. He's been a a real leader for us on and off the field. He's he's pitched well for the most part all season. Didn't have his best stuff, but he proved he was human, you know, last Sunday in San Diego and – Excited to get him back out there and let him pitch tonight. And uh, always happy and, and uh, excited when Wayno's on the mound for us. Absolutely. That'll be a night game tonight. We don't ask you about uh, relievers and who's available because that gives the other side a scouting report. I'd never ask that. But I would ask uh, just overall your bullpen, looking at how things have gone over the last couple of games. We mentioned last night was lights out. Uh, the night before didn't go as well. Just an overall view of your bullpen right now, Mike, and how you feel about it. Well, I mean, we spoke about three important parts of it earlier. Obviously, you know, Cabrera and Reyes and Gagos have been, you know, big contributors to, um, 
what you alluded to early, and that's the the standing of the ball club. So they've been they've been really great. Um, you know, the starting pitching's been been uh, really good and got us some deep into some games um, for the most part this season. Uh, you know, we're still um, you know some other guys have pitched well. We're just looking for that consistency out of out of um, out of some of the other guys in the pen. Helsley's done a nice job for us, um, mostly overall, and some other guys are still. You know, finding their way a little bit for that consistency that that's really important. I mean, look, we know they're going to go out and they're going to, um, you know, give up some runs occasionally, and and that's just part of it. it's a, it's um you know it's competitive business that you know, as Mike Maddox would say, nobody's got a zero ERA. So, um, you know, but overall, guys are are um, working on what they need to do to you know we just need to make sure they're throwing quality strikes and trusting their stuff and. And um, you know, executing as, as consistently as possible, and and um, that's all we can ask for. I I love talking about Mike Maddox with you because I feel the two of you work well together. You think alike in some ways, in that you both push. I mean, you're pushing your players to be better, and you're very competitive. But there's also a very positive message that is sent to everybody. There is a way that Mike Maddox kind of makes these pitchers feel good about what they have and why they are here. Isn't that correct? Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, we owe them honesty. Um, but there's always um, different ways how you communicate what you're trying to get across to a player. And Mad Dog, you know, we call him Mad Dog. Um, he's, he's wonderful. I mean, I would, he's, for me, he's the best in the business. I'm a little biased. Yeah, sure. But um, he does a, he does a tremendous job. He's really got a, a really unique and complete skill set that, that few have in the modern game and, and um, he's always looking for, for growth opportunities and looking to get better to anything he can find. And he works his tail off to find things to help our guys. And just a, you know, him and Brian Eversberg, our bullpen coach, they do, they do fantastic work to, to give our guys the best opportunity to compete. Um, they've got a good, uh, you know, good feel for what and how to say things. And, you know, also, um, you know, specific to Mad Dog, that was the question, but, you know, he's still, capable of having a, a you know an honest conversation with a player um but doing it in a very professional banner that comes across um you know to get this point across but also can you know give a solution to what maybe can think about moving forward and working on next but you know very uh a lot of wisdom with him smart guy a lot of experience uh, a lot of different skill sets that you know is a big asset you know we do our jobs as staff and you know it's the player's game but he does his job very well to help our players compete and uh, blessed to have him side-by-side uh, side work with him. You know, it's uh, always great to be able to cover those relationships. I know that Tony and Dunk have been around them for a long time. It was fun to see them, how you know they shared things with each other and, and bounced ideas off, so it's great to hear that. Uh, when you look at this team overall and, and you see a lineup trotting out there every day, it's different when one of your regulars is not in, and Dylan Carlson wasn't, but your team still was able to come through. Carlson's really made himself into a a big league ball player, hasn't he? Now, how is he? I know his back grabbed him a little bit. How are things there? Yeah, he definitely has. Dylan's um, an impressive young man. You know, he's uh, got a lot of skill sets. He's got a demeanor to match it, uh, hunger, uh, and his competitive spirit. Quiet competitor, but consistent. Um, shows up to play, expects to do well, wants the team to win. Got a lot of physical talent, a lot of great attributes that make up a really winning player. And She's done a nice job for us, and just yesterday's back seized up, and uh, went to go grab something, and 
you know, just grabbed on him and, and um, you know, just couldn't get it released. And, you know, we're hopeful uh, that it'll be better and he can contribute in some fashion tonight. And then, of course, you know, moving forward, he'll get it behind him and be back in the lineup. But, you know, we'll take it day by day. That's what the training staff saying needs to happen. And, you know, we've had some different cogs in the lineup, this and here recently. But you, know, you mentioned Elaine earlier, a big, big RBI single to, to tie that game last night. Um, so guys stepping up, ready to compete, get, make the most of their opportunities and help us help us uh, shake hands at the end of the day. Thomas with a big hit last night as the Cardinals tied that game 1-1 and then Yachty untied it with the 2-1 victory. Uh, I wanted to mention, I mentioned Carlos Martinez earlier. Uh, he was having some fun in the dugout with Yachty. And remember, of course, uh, of course you do, Mike, but for fans, the reason he was injured, he was celebrating uh, Jack's home run. Mm-hmm. I think it was Jack who grabbed him yeah. kind of playfully at the top of the stairs there, at the top of the steps <laughs> last night. I can't remember. I saw the, I was watching it live, but uh, it he is, uh, he's fun to be around. You've known Carlos forever. How would you describe his first game back? Because numbers-wise, it does not look too bad. I mean, he gives up two runs in six innings. It's actually a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he left a cutter over the plate for Peterson uh, first swing in the game, got it for a, a home run, and then he, you know, settled down, got the balls in the ground, movement, change up really, really good. Um, fastball had movement to it. Um, very effective, retired 11 straight. Um, then he you know, command got away from a little bit, hit a guy and uh, a couple guys, and then, you know, walked and, and uh, made a pitch, got a ground ball, double play, and Nolan made a nice play on. Um, so, you know, he did a lot of things really well. Um, we didn't want to take him too too deep, having not pitched in 13 days. Got through six. Um, kept us right in the ball game, you know, right at the 80 pitch mark. And, you know, it was time to, Feel like he'd done more than his part to give us a chance to win a baseball game. It's good to have him back, and, and he, you know, most importantly, felt good and recovered well. So, um, you know, he's ready to move forward. But really, quality, quality start for us gave us a chance to win a baseball game. Yes, he did, and John Gant uh, did that as well while cutting down on some walks. And you know, it, things can sort of get uh, in, in in this town where baseball is like the first thing out of everybody's mouth in the morning. Uh, you can talk about one thing, and it can get talked about forever and ever. Uh, walks, it should be noted, while we're talking about walks rising earlier, uh, you did cut down on them last night. You had three walks. But I know you'd probably also like everyone to just kind of cut down on the walk talk. <laughs> I mean, it, it can sometimes, uh, you don't want too much, not that you, you all are listening down there, but you don't want too much uh, flowing through your clubhouse. Well, you know, Tom, that's a wonderful thing about our community. I love the, the game of baseball. I follow it um, passionately. You know, people are invested in it highly. It's, it's um, you know, it's very familiar, generational. Um, it's it's magical, really. You know, the following is, um, is special. And, you know, what comes with that is, you know, something comes up that is consistent that, you know, people aren't, including us, um, you know, feel good about, we're going to talk about it. That's, that's part of, and, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you don't want to make something bigger than it is. You don't want to, um, ignore it either. Can't ignore it. Got to figure out a solution to it, but you know, you don't want to, you don't want to create something that, that has more of an identity than, than, than necessary. And, and you like to get it behind you and, um, you know, sometimes the more you talk about things, the more it becomes a thing. Um, and then you're trying too hard to make sure you're not doing it becomes a, an issue. So we're doing our best to, 
not ignore it clearly, but also, um, you know, think in terms of what do you do to, to throw quality strikes and what's your mindset. That's really as, as much of anything as it really is. It's about, you know, competition, trusting your stuff, going at guys, and, and um, you know, if it call didn't go your way, not thinking, oh, gosh, here we go, and having a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because, um, you know, it's, they're, they're, they're humans. You know, Tony would say they're men, not machines. And, and um, so, you know, we don't want to make something bigger than it is. Don't, like I say, don't ignore it. Um, it's hard to sometimes when it's, um, you know, a part of a narrative that happens for a period of time. That, but, um, you know, I can confidently tell you that we've addressed it individually and collectively and, and doing the best we can. To, and the guys are, trust me, they're, they're looking to compete. It's not a, it's, not a, it's really, Honestly, if I was going to give you collective thought process behind it, it's probably because guys are trying too hard um, and then and making it a thing. So, you know, just getting them to take a step back, channel their competitive focus, and uh, just make pitches, let their defense play, and after that, that's all we can do. And then finally, just to circle back to having fans back, before we let you go, what is it like to not have the mask on in the dugout, to not have all the restrictions that you had, to be able to do some things? Does that give you an advantage, do you feel? Uh, I don't know if it gives us an advantage over teams that don't, I guess is the question. Um, I know it's very freeing mentally and physically. Um, there's a, it feels like for me, I can only speak to me, but, um, you know, it feels like there's a a little bit of a weight lifted. Um, there's more, like I say, freedom's a word that always comes to my mind. There's just a, a lighterness to it. It's a normalcy and there's, you know, you don't realize how some things can wear on you, you know, with all the guidelines and all the, um, inability to to really share things with people because that's I mean candidly the competition's fantastic but the isolation among a, a group of you know it's called a team right yeah. and um, you know when you're isolated that's not necessarily what what you know teamwork is and we've done our best to and did a phenomenal job last year don't need to revisit that but doing the best we can with crazy circumstances. I know a lot of people listening have done the same and, and should be applauded for it because um, it's not easy. But, um, you know, it's nice to actually realize that you can communicate again and work together again and be together again. And, and um, you know, I don't think anybody really loves wearing a mask. So that's been nice to have some freedoms there. And um, it's just been, it's just, uh, you know, it's been a mental, been a mental boost, quite honestly. Well, it's good to hear, and it's good to see the smiles and, and hear it in your voice and appreciate the, the game yesterday. Good luck tonight, and always appreciate these times together on KMOX. And our Dolan memorable play of the week, Mike, what would you say? Uh, yeah, it's got to be Yachty's home roll last night. I mean, uh, big crowd, big game, uh, big moment. Yachty um, does what he does, comes through. Let's do it one more time. Here it is. As Molina waits for the two-strike pitch. A swing and a drive, deep left field, down the line. If it stays fair, the Cardinals lead. Home run, Molina. Yadier's seventh home run of the year, a leadoff shot in the seventh. Two to one, Cardinals. Memorable play of the week, sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes. If you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes, where they have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit dolancare.com. Mike, have a great rest of your Sunday, and good luck tonight. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure. Have a blessed day. You too, my friend. We will be back right after this on KMOX.
Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. Next hour, we will be joined by Brian Kelly. We're going to talk a little Blues playoff hockey as the Blues play game four today at four o'clock. Then we're going to hear from Dan Reardon. He'll be joining us live from Kiowa Island, South Carolina, and the rest of the hour will be dedicated to the PGA Championship. This could end up being one of the biggest days in the history of the sport. Phil Mickelson is going for a major, and if he wins it, he will be the oldest ever to win a major. He is 50 years old. He has a one-shot lead over Brooks Kepka, and that's who he's paired with down at the Ocean Course today. Dan Reardon is there. Brian Carnes is the PGA Championship Director for the 104th at Southern Hills in 2022. He'll be with us as well. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 